You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, Trish, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. everyone to this edition of God Stories Radio Session 119. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on, guys? I'm so excited. I just oh. can't stand it. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell that you were excited. Oh, really? I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have a good time tonight. Uh, we really are. How you doing over there, Mikey? Just uh, riding a wave. I just, you know, the last two weeks, I know about you guys too, but the last two weeks, Satan's been all over me, so trying to get get through it. Well, typically I find that when he's, you know, working his hardest, that the Father's working his hardest. Absolutely. Something is about to take place. He's always up in my business. Strap in. <laughs> you said that it's a coming, long buddy. time ago. It's coming. Uh-huh. I got a front row seat for your blessing, man. I really do. I can't wait. Amen to that. What's going on over there, Tina? I'm just I'm just really excited. And you know me. I don't get excited about much. So I'm just super excited today. Look excited about that cookie you got over there, though. Hey, that's my cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey, we got some shout-outs? We do. Uh, Facebook likes Alexander Smith. Oh, thank you, Alexander. Thank you for liking us. Thank you. Kenny Berkey. Kenny Berkey. What is it? Name sound familiar. I don't know. Kenny Berkey. I don't know. I know him from somewhere. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Kenny. And then Soraya Colvin. Ah, she's going to be a guest. In a couple weeks. couple weeks. Yay. Thank you, Soraya. All right. And we have uh, regions. We have Kansas of the United States. We have Queensland, Australia. Wow. That's wonderful. Welcome. And uh, it has United Kingdom. Usually it breaks it down in areas, but it just says plain old United Kingdom. So... Thanks for listening to us. That's fantastic. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you tuning in and praying for us, and we hope that uh, that you're encouraged, and that's our only agenda. Absolutely. Bring hope and encouragement. Bring hope, comfort, and encouragement through the power of the Christian testimony. Amen. I'm not going to take a lot of time tonight because I am so excited about our guest. Um, he's crazy busy, and, um, uh, well, first... I'm going to pass it over to Tina because uh, she's got some prayer requests, I believe. I do. And I just uh, wanted to kind of start with these, if you don't mind. So um, I have two people that I would really like to pray for. Um, one of them is actually the nephew of a very good friend of mine. And um, so um, I work with, with Kathy at, uh, at work, and her nephew, Eric, was in an accident a ski accident and he basically shattered his leg and he's a young man, um, only about 24, 25 years old. And, um, he's just, his progress has been doing great. 
but um, he's kind of hit a couple of bumps in the road lately, and we just wanted to encourage him and just pray for him. And then um, I also want to pray for Liberty, who's going through some chemotherapy um, sessions. And, uh, you know, she's actually a friend of yours, uh, Kim O'Keefe, honey. Mm-hmm. She's a friend. Oh, Kim O'Keefe, of, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The O'Keefe's. So I just wanted to go ahead and, and pray for them. And if you... Just, um, just one more, too. A good friend of ours, Roland passed away this week absolutely and uh, he was a brother of ours in uh, in real men at uh, real life and it was about four or five years where we all sat down every monday night together and did life together and uh it was quick and he uh, passed away so prayers go out to um surviving wife mildred and um we know where he is though absolutely he's with father Absolutely. Well, let's 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 lift these families and um, and these folks up in prayer right now. So, Heavenly Father, I just come before you and I just thank you that you're the type of God that we can come before you and lay anything at your feet, Lord, and you're willing to listen to us. Um, right now, I just lift up Eric and BJ and Kathy and all of Eric's family to you, Lord. I pray that you strengthen them. You strengthen their faith that you heal this young man, Lord, and that the doctors would just be amazed and baffled at his recovery, yes, Lord. Lord, that you would just do amazing things and it would be all for your glory, Lord. We ask this in your name. And Father, we also lift up Liberty, you know, this young lady who's starting these chemotherapy sessions, Lord. And it's always so heartbreaking whenever children have cancer, Lord. But we know that you love her even more than anybody else could love yes. her. And we just ask that you put your healing hands upon her, Lord, and that you would heal her body and help her family during this time and encourage her too, Lord. And just let them be a blessing to everybody that they touch, Lord. And Father, of course, we lift up Roland's wife, Mildred, and their family, Lord, during this time. We know we have the comfort to know where he's at, that he's with you, Lord, and he suffers no more. Mm. But it's always hard for us who are left behind, Lord. So I just pray that you would just hold them and comfort them, Lord, in the only the way that you can. You have a way of soothing and comforting us that nothing else can 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 in any other way. And we just ask that you would just wrap your loving arms around this family. And it's in the precious name of Jesus Christ that we pray these things. Amen. 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 Well, I'm super excited. To I know. Super duper. Super, super excited. Super excited to um, announce our guest, Marcus Rogers. And um, Marcus, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you for saying yes and yes. agreeing to be on it. Thank you for having me. It's a real privilege. Well, it's a real privilege for us, too. And uh, we know you're a very busy person. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself so that the listeners can get an idea? I've been following you on Facebook for a couple of years, but I'd like everybody to kind of get to know you in your own words. Um, okay, well, I, I try to give you the uh, short version. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I was I was born in uh, Wiesbaden, Germany. My mother's German. My dad's from the island. Um, he was in the military uh, when he met my mother. And um, 
I lived in St. Thomas, Germany, Fort Polk, Louisiana for a while. I moved a couple of places. Um, eventually, my mother ended up parting ways from my father, and she believed that God was leading her to go to Chicago, um, which was pretty amazing because we had no family there or anything like that, no connections there. She just felt like that's where God told her to go. Um, so she took the la- last amount of money that she had and took us to Chicago and I remember being in the airport and we kind of didn't have anywhere to go, didn't know what her next move was going to be. And a lady walked up to her in the airport and asked her, um, you know, if she was all right, if everything was okay. And long story short, we ended up, the lady worked for a woman's shelter and we ended up staying at the shelter. And my mother started going to school. She got her a job, opened up her own business and just was working very hard to provide for us. She put us in homeschool. Uh, we were in Chicago, and the schools weren't the best. And while I was in homeschool, um, at age 11, I started working for my landlord, doing things like just sweeping, cleaning hallways, and cutting grass. And uh, it turned into like a full-time job. I was working like eight, nine hours a day, uh, just doing construction, um, working on apartments, um, a lot of hard work. And um, I ended up joining the Army. Um, Obviously, this whole time, my mother was raising us in the church, and we're going to church and everything. And um, I joined the Army. When I joined the Army, I kind of got away from God a little bit, a young guy, um, just, you know, kind of my first time out by myself. And um, I deployed to Iraq, deployed to Afghanistan. Most recently, I was in South Korea. And I had a lot of ups and downs that that I've been through, but uh, God really dealt with me. a lot of situations where I thought I was going to lose my life, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, the rockets coming down, and, um, ground attacks and things like that. And even back in the States, just uh, being in the wrong place, the wrong time, at the wrong party, the wrong club. I had guns pointed in my face several times. Um, I got jumped at one point, and I just felt that God was kind of telling me that, you know, I, I didn't belong out there. And uh, slowly but surely, he patiently and with his mercy and grace drew me back into church. And um, I began to realize that one of the reasons I fell away was because I was so focused on religion and just going to church. And it was more like a social hour. And I didn't have a real relationship with God. And when I went back to church, I began to just really develop my own relationship with him. And it kind of strengthened my faith, strengthened the bond. And Slowly but surely, God has been blessing me, setting me on fire through different tests, trials, and tribulations. I'm just so grateful for His amazing love. I'm grateful for the way that He loves me, um, the way that He brings me through every test and trial and opposition that I face. And I'm just trying to tell the whole world uh, about it. Um, I guess that's where my my videos kind of started. Uh, A lot of situations in life that just kind of seemed impossible for me, and I was kind of isolated, didn't seem like I had anyone to talk to or turn to. And I would fall on my face and cry out before God and and just seek Him for some kind of direction, and He would give me a word. And um, immediately I started saying, you know what, there's somebody else out there like me. They probably don't have any direction. They don't have a father in their life they can talk to. So I would turn around after God would speak to me and I would record it on camera for somebody else. And that's where I started doing videos and things like that. And God has kind of just took it from there and blessed my ministry. It's amazing, Marcus. It speaks to me. I mean, it speaks to my soul when I listen to you. 
And I know it must speak to a lot of other people as well. When I need encouragement, you know, a lot of times I just, you know, you know, we all spend our quiet time and so forth, but sometimes we just need to hear that another brother and sister or sister understands what we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that's what your videos do. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, it really co- connects with people and um, it's, it's an amazing tool, you know, and I think you know how to use it very well. Uh, I think the key thing that God told me to do is just uh, always be honest and and transparent. A lot of people, they're kind of ashamed to talk about their past, talk about their failures, talk about their fears. A lot of people want to walk around like, you know, uh, super Christians or that they have everything together. And uh, God showed me, like, the best thing you can do is be honest with people about where you've been and where he's brought you from and how you were, you know, whether it was a marriage problem, a financial problem, um, I often share with people uh, that I was going to commit suicide when I was younger, 12 years old. And some people are too embarrassed to say those kind of things, but that's where the connection comes in because people, then they can relate to you. Right. And a lot of Christians, they're not relatable because they're, you know, so self-righteous or they want to put on this, you know, facade, like they have it all together. And, and God said, you know what, just be humble. And of course, about says, if you humble yourself, God will exalt you, so... Mm-hmm. So who introduced you to the Lord, Marcus, and how old were you? Um, well, it was it was my mother. There was a, When we were in Fort Polk, there were some um, ladies that were going around knocking on doors and my mother to church. And um, so she started taking us to the church. And I remember uh, <laughs> I remember being uh, seven years old. I just turned seven. And it was after service. And... It's kind of a funny story. Um, I was using the bathroom, and the pastor walked in, and he kind of looked at me, and he's like, you want to get baptized? And I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, just right there in the bathroom. And uh, so he took me out uh, back into the church, and I got baptized. Um, yeah, pretty much it was my mother, you know, always finding the church, uh, no matter where we moved, or even if she didn't have a vehicle, a lot of times we was riding on a bus um, 30 minutes in, in, in Chicago. And I remember the snow being like all the way up to my knees, just waiting 30 minutes at the bus stop. And so my mom was really, really the one who kind of instilled that in me. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're in uh, co- the same company, but it was 10 years ago on April 2nd that uh, I was, uh, flirting with the killing myself as well wow uh-huh and god crazy you know crazy you know out of the something crazy that you know um here i am looking at looking at the computer trying to find a way to kill myself you know looking for overcounted drugs that are lethal uh thinking who would uh, who do i know that has a gun and all of a sudden this this thought comes into your head why don't you check your email and you know here you are trying to kill yourself or finding a way to do it and you get that thought and I went there and there was a uh, an email there that uh, about a book written by Oz Hillman the upside to adversity and and that actually as far as I'm concerned saved my life spiritually and physically sure. 
that's amazing. I know, um, I know you've talked a lot about baptism too, um, Marcus. Is there anything you'd like to share about the importance of the spiritual baptism? Oh, well, yeah. John, John, John 3 says that we must be born of the water and of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, that it's, it's, it's necessary. It's necessary. And then even if you read um, what Paul even talks about praying in the spirit with um, utterings that cannot be understood, because sometimes you don't even know what to pray for. Um, and that's why it's so important to get into the presence of God and to pray in the spirit and get into and to be filled with the spirit and um, be in the presence of God, because God, the Bible says, He knows the very number of hairs on your head, and sometimes there's things going around you, there's forces working around you that you might not necessarily understand, and you don't know what to pray for, and that is why you have to be filled with the uh, Spirit and pray in the Spirit, because it helps, and it, it helps you, you know, and it guides you. And um, one, one thing that I wanted to mention that he brought up um, real quickly before I forget, when, uh, I, was, when I was 12, um, the enemy... This is just talking to me, um, just just clear as day. I had low self esteem. I, I mean, I was my low my self esteem was like really really bad. It was really low, and the enemy used to you know make me feel my mother didn't love me and um, told me I was never gonna preach. I remember that very clear. One of the things they told me I was never gonna preach because I used to look at pastors and and pastor sons and you know everywhere we went we're the outsiders we have no family so it's kind of always like going to the church trying to fit in and people don't really know who you are and um i remember uh me and my mother we i don't know got into an argument it was me being uh, rebellious or something so uh i ended up leaving the house and um um, I'm hearing all those, you know, voices in my head that I'm no good and all that stuff. And I walk down to Lakeshore Drive in Chicago, and, you know, there's just tears in my eyes. And I'm standing over the bridge over the expressway, and I'm getting ready to, to jump. You know, and the enemy's like, yeah, you know, that's the best thing. You should just go ahead and do that. Just talking to me clear as day. And I'll never forget, I felt the uh, the hand of God just grab the back of my neck. And I know I know it was his hand because it was just like this anointing, oil just began to flow down my back. I felt like there was this, just this warm liquid that flowed down from the top of my head all the way down my back to the bottom of my feet. And he said, son, don't do it. I love you. I have a purpose for your life, and I'm going to use you in a great way. And, the, you know, the tears went from tears of feeling sorry for myself to tears of just of feeling love. You know, I felt this amazing love all around me, and I stepped down. And I never really thought of it too much um, until I got older, and then obviously God began to use me in, in different areas, and it was just amazing how He stopped that from happening. And in, in, in that dark place that I was, and he, he, he said, "Hey, I love you," you know. And there's been a couple times since then that I've just literally felt His hand, just you know, like literally grab the back of my neck and say, "You know, like you belong to me. I'm yours." And um, that's why it's so important to have the Spirit of God in you, because you can tap into that presence. That's that's the amazing thing about what he did, um, transforming over from the Old Testament to the New Testament. He tore the veil down so that we don't have to go through a priest, and we don't we can, we can have a direct line to the throne of God. The Bible says to come boldly before the throne of grace, and you can get into God's presence whenever you choose to. And the thing that a lot of people don't understand is, you can be as blessed as you want to be. You can be as victorious as you want to be. It's just a matter of you choosing to get in the presence of God. Sometimes you got to push past your feelings. 
You got to push past your emotions. You got to push past that tired feeling. And you really got to fight for it and say, no matter what it takes, like the woman is the issue of blood, I'm going to press past all these issues, my problems, my feelings, my insecurities, my fears, my marathons, and I'm going to get to the presence of God. And in the presence of God, there's safety. In the presence of God, there's peace that passes all understanding. In the presence of God, there's joy unspeakable. In the presence of God, there's your victory, your direction, your guidance. And a lot of people don't understand that if they would just simply get into the presence of God, they would have the victory, direction, and everything that they need. I think it's so hard, too, because, you know, the enemy does so much. You know, he tries to take us out like he tried to take you out when you were young. I think uh, a a lot of us can identify with that particular issue. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he tries to make you too busy or he tries to make it too, you know, too much noise around you or whatever it is, you know, so that you can't get quiet. You can't get into that place. uh, And that's why the Bible says, be not ignorant of Satan's devices. You just got to, you got to recognize what it is. And and a lot of times, though, the Bible says that people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. A lot of times we just have to look at it and see what it is. It's just a distraction. Um, One of the things that I like to bring up about the enemy is, um, like with Adam and Eve, I like to tell the story a lot. Um, The way that he deceived Eve, uh, he told her, you know, if you eat this, you're going to be like God. And he's so good at, at, at deception. He's so good at what he's doing. But a lot of times if you just stop and you apply the word to your thinking and you take your feelings out of the equation, you can expose the lies of the enemy. You can expose that he's just trying to distract you. Because the thing about it is he told Eve that she would be like God if she ate it. But if you go back to the beginning, God said, let us make man in our image. We were already like God. You know, that's where the great deception was. That's where the, the sneakiness was, where he pretty much made a fool out of her. And that's what the enemy tries to do with us. He's so crafty and mm-hmm. he, make, he tries to make you think that you're not blessed when you really are blessed. He tries to make you feel like you're not loved when you really are loved. He tries to make you feel like no one cares about you when the fact is you don't need anyone to care about you but Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added on to you. So that's that's really the key thing. Like you can, you can be bitter or you can just do better. You can be in your situation and, and feel sorry and give into the distraction. Or you can say, you know what, today I'm going to, I'm going to press today. I'm going to get in the presence of God. And it's just a matter of like, uh, with like physical exercise, they generally say it takes two to three weeks to really get in a rhythm and actually break past that. You know, oh, I don't feel like doing it. It's the same thing with God. Once you start doing it, the Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm-hmm. And what the sad reality is, is a lot of Christians, they're just going through the motions and they haven't really tasted for themselves that the Lord is good. They hear it from the preacher. They hear it from their friend. They'll hear it in the testimony, but they haven't really experienced it for themselves because they haven't really submitted and completely surrendered to it. Yeah. And that all just comes back to having a relationship, you know, rather than a religion. And mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, cause when you think about it worldwide, a lot of people, are you know not really in a relational relationship with god they just look at him as a god that they've kind of created in their head as far as you know this is god who just kind of looks down on us and casts out punishment and you know whatever else they might have decided or made up in their head or have been told throughout the years Mm -hmm. But as we get into the Word, we start to get to learn the character of God and who He really is and what we really are. 
you know, it's like that Bible is such a guidebook to who we are and our relationship to God and how much he loves us. Um. Yes, most definitely. Uh, I, I mentioned the other day, I think it was on my social media, we live in a generation, you know, where the Bible says God's the potter and we the clay, but people have made God the clay and they want to be the potter. And they're trying to form God into fitting, you know, their agenda and what they want God to be and have really gotten away from what the Bible says God is. And, and, and because of that, they don't see themselves the way that God sees them. And that's why there's so much deception out there and lukewarm uh, Christianity and not a lot of passion and urgency. Absolutely. Marcus, if I could be so bold as to, uh, you know, oftentimes on Facebook you talk about how, um, you know, you talk about your marriage and how it was basically almost in ruins and how God saved it. And I was wondering, for some reason I just feel in my spirit that there's some folks listening tonight that could use, you know, uh, a pick me up or some advice. Um, you know, I'm not really, really sure. You know, uh, if that's something that you want to talk about, but that would be great. Oh, most, most definitely. Um, <laughs> I believe that God allowed a lot of things to happen in my life just because He knew that I wouldn't have a problem uh, telling people about it. But um. Yeah, my uh, first, I, w- I would say the first thing is when people want to get married or maybe you're listening right now and um, you're not married yet, but you're thinking about it. What you got to realize is we live in a generation where they don't take that union serious anymore. And you can't look for anybody to complete you. What you need is someone who's going to complement what God is already doing in your life. But no one can complete you in God. And where a lot of marriages go wrong people get married for the wrong reasons. They get married because they're lonely. Mm -hmm. They get married because all their friends are getting married. And what you got to realize is that marriage, a lot of times is your, is going to be your first ministry. And it's, it's a team effort. You know, um, you two flesh become one. And a lot of people need to understand that when you, when you get with a person, there's a lot of things that you need to ask and you really need to seek God. And, and uh, the Bible says a man that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. So the first thing is, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You've got to have a relationship with God. And as far as the woman's concerned, you just need to get so lost in your relationship with God that the only way a man can find you, uh, find his way to your heart, is if God gave him the directions to get to you. So that right there is going to help you as you go that route to, to build a successful marriage with me and uh you know, my wife would probably say the same thing. I didn't, I didn't grow up with my father. I didn't know a lot of things of what God required of a man, uh, what marriage really meant. I just thought, you know, hey, I'm going to marry someone who's nice to me and, and, and things like that. And so I didn't really, I can honestly say I didn't really understand, understand the difference between man and woman. And uh, because of that, my marriage went through pretty much everything that you can think of. I mean, everything that you can think of. And a lot of times, uh, I thought it was over. A couple of times, me and my wife had separated. And uh, during those seasons, that's a lot of times where I found myself falling on my face, crying out to God. Uh, the enemy would come to me very early on um, in the beginning of the marriage, trying to tempt me with other women and things like that. And the bottom line, of everything that I've been through, it hurt, and I'm pretty sure I've hurt 
my wife a lot of times, but God showed me that uh, I was fighting the wrong way. And what he showed me is the battle is not ours. A lot of times we try to argue with our spouse and think, oh, we're just going to say the right thing and we're just going to, we're going to win that one argument or we're going to make that one point and everything's going to change and they need to be more like us or sometimes even trying to throw the Bible in one another's face. But the fact is, your spouse usually knows you more better than everybody else knows you. So they see more of your flaws and your weaknesses. And a lot of times they're not really going to be in a place where they can receive what you have to say, whether you're right or wrong. And so what God showed me is to just take the issues and things that I felt to him in prayer and sometimes to just keep my mouth closed and, and let him fight my battles. And I can honestly say that when I did that, I immediately seen a change in my marriage. And right now, my marriage has been just so wonderful, so beautiful. My wife is just so amazing. And it, it's crazy to think of how low that our marriage got. But just mm-hmm. me, because I, I believe that God deals with the man first. Uh, you know, the man is the head, and it's not because he's better or anything like that. That's just God has an order to things. But that doesn't mean that the woman is any less. Or I always like to say the man is the head and the woman is the neck. And she has that powerful influence where she can get him to look to the left, to the right, and, you know, just, just be that support and that wisdom and that voice that he needed. But we just have to learn to do things God's way, you know, and stop trying to... A lot. And another thing that um, with me and my wife, we both went through a lot um, in, in our, our childhood. We went through a lot of different things. So sometimes when you get married... Um, You'll, you'll take things personally. You think that it's a personal attack when really there's a deeper issue beneath that's causing your husband or causing your wife to act like that. It might be an insecurity. It might be a past wound, and now it's coming to the light. Mm-hmm. So you really have to allow God to step in and be that, that doctor and be that heart surgeon and, and, and do what only he can do. Uh, I, I, I guess I would say that you can't fix your spouse, um, and most of the time we can't even fix ourselves. It's all in God. You have to put it in God's hands. Absolutely. I mean, I would, uh, being a leader of that uh, group at uh, Real Life and Real Men, I would uh, tell the guys that married, when the husband has that personal relationship with the father and puts him first, and then the wife as well has her own personal relationship with father and puts him first, and they both do that in a manner, then everything else secondary falls into place. Yes, absolutely. And it's very important for, I always say the husband, but the husband and wife, a lot of times you, what you reap, you're going to sow. So Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you want out of your marriage, you should look at your spouse as a garden. So if you want more gentleness, more love, you need to sow more love and you need to sow more Mm -hmm. gentleness. And the thing about gardening, it's not always easy. You know, it's hard work. You're going to sweat a little bit. You're going to have to pull a couple of weeds, but you just got to keep on sowing. And eventually, if you, you know, you be faithful, it's going to come back to you. So whatever you want to see in your spouse, you need to sow that into them. I love that analogy. And there's a couple of really good books out there, too. um, Power of the Praying Husband and Power of the Praying Wife Mm -hmm. that really mirror a lot of what you're saying, Marcus. Wow. So, Marcus, you got anything on your heart that uh, Father wants you to uh, let loose here on uh, live radio? 
Well, I sure can. I mean, I have, I, I always have so much that I can say about God. Sometimes I get to rambling, so I try to pause and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, make sure that I'm not saying too much or, you know, going too fast. But um, in 2014, I, I talk about this every now and then. Some people look at me like I'm crazy, but in 2014, before I went to South Korea, I was uh, just praying, you know, going through some things, and God gave me a vision. And um, as I was praying, I kind of felt like in my spirit, God uh, lifted me up out of my body, and I began to just uh, float. And as I was floating, I could like I could see the earth, and it's like I was in space, and all that kind of stuff. And I felt this like force just turn me. And as I turned, I saw just the, it was like a great, great throne room, and there was such a power that was generating from that uh, throne room that all I could do was balled up and lay in the fetal position because the, the presence the presence that I was in was so powerful and so mm-hmm. overwhelming I could hardly stand it. And as I was like floating up, I saw a fire just kind of it was kind of like comets of, of fire just falling through the sky. And I saw a, a throne and I saw like a footstool and one of the uh the feet stepped off uh the throne and hit the ground. And when that happened the whole universe began to shake and the force kind of pulled me up and turned me around. And as I was looking out, I saw fire just falling from heaven towards the earth. And then as I looked at the earth, I saw different people all across the world and they had their hands lifted up and the fire would hit them and it would, it would consume them. And what I felt in my spirit when I was observing that they were kind of saying, I'm here, Lord, use me, anoint me. And, and so the fire was falling from heaven and it was anointing them. It was powering them to do great and mighty uh, exploits for the Lord. And after I seen that, I got turned around again. And it kind of looked like um, when the foot stepped off the throne that he's kind of like leaning over the earth, like he's kind of getting ready to make his descent. And God spoke to me and he said, son, I want you to go set this world on fire uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit and let them know that I'm soon to return. And um, he told me I was gonna you know, reach millions of people and so I've told a lot of people, you know, that vision before, and, you know, they, oh, you're a little bit out there, you're a little bit wild. But as God began to bless my Facebook ministry, and um, I began to, you know, get a couple viral videos, people started inviting me to come preach all over the place. They're like, yo, maybe this guy's, you know, not as crazy as we thought. And I believe that when you look at everything that's going on in the world, you've seen the horrible things that just happened in Syria, um, even the things that we have in America, we're living in such a ungodly generation, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of people they're they're looking for the antichrist because they don't they don't really read their Bible enough to know they know that there's going to be an antichrist and all that stuff. But if you read your Bible, the Bible says that the spirit of the antichrist is already among us, and what the spirit of the antichrist is is anything that defies God. So there's a lot of things that are going on in this world that are define the order of God and the way that God designed things to be, created things to be. And the Bible tells us, uh, the Bible tells us that men will be lovers of stuff and their hearts will wax cold in the last days. So it's very clear that you don't have to be a Bible scholar to just turn on the news and see the division, see the evil things going on in this world and see that this world is literally crying and begging, you know, for, for salvation, for hope. And a lot of people, they're, they're looking for hope in a president. They're looking for hope and in a movement, um, and really what they're looking for, and they might not know it, is they're looking for Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He's, the, he's the fix. He's, he's the answer that they need. 
So we need people to stand up. We need people to be bold. We need people to be unashamed. And we live in a world where they're trying to intimidate people from speaking truth. And the problem with that is the Bible says that the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. So nobody's going to be set free if nobody's speaking the truth. So we need Christians who are bold. We need Christians who are standing up, speaking the truth in love, speaking the truth in wisdom, and just being bold enough to get to know. You know, and I believe that Jesus boldly hung on the cross and gave it all for us. And we're living in a time where it's, it's just so essential and important that we must be just as bold and unashamed and, and go out and reach wherever we can. We literally can be the difference between someone going to heaven or hell or someone's marriage being uh, restored, someone committing suicide or not committing suicide, just by being obedient, saying, you know what, I can make a difference. Absolutely. And we're also afraid of offending everybody, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got to be politically, politically correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Marcus, uh, can I play your, um, as an outro tonight, can I play your song? The Field of Fire? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think it's so appropriate. It, it is really so is. appropriate for the end of the show. And I had it queued up, so I was hoping you'd say yes. <laughs> yes sir. What else do you have on your heart, Marcus, that you want to share? Um, well, the biggest thing right now is um, obviously a lot of people know um, that uh, – a couple months ago, I got demoted um, in the military. I was at E6. I got demoted to E5. And what happened was there was a Muslim soldier. And um, he wanted to get baptized. Um, he said he wanted to convert over from Islam to Christianity. He had been watching my videos and things like that for a while. Um, I think that he was going to, like, a Baptist church or something like that. He had started to go. And so he invited uh, me to... Or he came to me and asked me to baptize him. He wanted to go somewhere to uh, get baptized. I took him, baptized him, and I remember he came out the water and he had the biggest smile on his face and he was just so full of joy. And uh, immediately afterwards, there were some people. We went to a creek. There were some people swimming in the creek and everybody wanted to swim and um, jump in. And um, so we all jumped in and sad to say, that God, God took him. The, the the current took him, and he drowned. And it was it was it was horrible at the time. I, I did not wow. understand. I was like, Lord, I was like, Lord, why, why, why? I just remember crying. You know, I was, I was laying in the mud, and it was it was terrible because he literally slipped through our fingers, and I just did not understand it. So you know, it was wow. an accident, and have it didn't have anything to do with the baptism. Um, he was his family. Uh, there was people in Iraq who heard about it and people even told me, you know, if you convert from Islam to Christianity, Christianity, the punishment is death. Yeah, and so the, the national news, they ended up running the story and uh, I had to go see the general and um, pretty much they said that I was in an off limits uh, establishment. I guess we weren't supposed to be in that water, but you know, my whole company had been down there several times before. So it was kind of like a double standard thing, but I think because it was such a high visibility thing in the news mm-hmm. around the story, yep. they felt that somebody needed to pay. So I, I told the general, you know, I respect the decision, you know, I can bounce back from it. And um, so it's been about five, six months, and I'm eligible to go back to the board next month and get my rank back. And so... Um, Yesterday, uh, they let me know that I was I was going to be under investigation for things that I posted on my Facebook. 
anybody who's been on my Facebook, they knows that I'm not very politically correct about the things that I preach, whether it's about things going on with uh, the LGBT community and how it's affecting schools or our children. And most recently, um, they were talking about it in the military. And um, I kind of got highlighted, I guess, because I stood up. There was like a couple hundred people in the room and I asked a question. And it didn't seem to go too well with some people. So I've been really praying God for direction if he wants me to get out. And it really will be a safe move for me because I love being in the military. I love serving my country. I've been in 12 years. Mm-hmm. And what I what I pray to God about, I said, Lord, if you want me to get out, you know that I feel secure being in the military. Just kind of make it where it's kind of impossible for me to stay in. And that, that kind of what it looks like is happening. So I'm just completely trusting God right now. I have no worries about it, no fear about it, because I know that God's going to provide and take care of me. And pretty much I'm just going to be waiting uh, the outcome of their investigation, see what they say, you know, and it's in God's hands. So if everybody, you know, would pray for me, I would appreciate that. But like I said, with every test, it's just a, it's a testimony in the making. I know that much. That's right. It's part of your story. Right. And obe- obedience brings brings blessing. So that's right. Wow, and you, amazing. He he has been so obedient with everything he's he really been given. Has. You know, he puts it all out there. And I can't imagine, you know, uh, what a blessing he's been to us. You know, times thousands. Yeah, absolutely. I know he's reaching a lot of people, and he probably has no clue how much he's affecting people. Right, but. You know, the Lord is definitely using him as a tool. Absolutely. In a vessel. I mean, I listened to him for the first time and I said, wow. Exactly. So. Exactly. Amen. Amen to that. Well, I just, I want, I want to be, I want to be real clear with people. One thing that I always like to say is I'm just a, you know, a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. It has nothing to do with me. I don't ever want people to think that I've got the position that I have or the followers that I have because of my talents or my skills or my ability or because I always made the right decision or I was always living right. God can use anybody that he wants to. He just needs somebody who's willing. The Bible says the harvest is plenty, but the labors are few. If you if you surrender and say, God, use me, he's got plenty of work for you to do. But what people have to understand is you're going to become a target for the enemy. The enemy's not going to just let you go out there and be used and preach to people and be blessed and encouraging people and not try to stop you and attack you. So people need to understand that you, you say that you want to be uh, a follower of Christ. Well, that means that, you know, you're going to have to suffer like him. You're going to, you're going to get persecuted. And, and the thing about it, it's all worth it in the end. And I'm not saying it's just a miserable walk, but Jesus did say, take up your cross, not your vacation packet. And we're not living for this earth. This isn't our final destination. So invest in what really matters. Invest in, in winning souls. Invest in, in, in yourself and your family and your children. And don't get too caught up in the things of this life. And God will reward you when we get to the other side. I think, yeah, that's one of the hardest things, I think, is to not get caught up in your circumstances. I know. Amen. That's right. Wow. Wow. Session 119. Yes, it was. I know. I just want to take a minute and um, thank all of our folks listening on Mixler tonight. Um, We've had a... Several. I can't see everybody. We've got uh, Alexander's on tonight, the Raging Tech Show, and uh, Abendoc. I can't uh, tell who that is. A B N D O C. 
And we got seven others that are still on with us. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, I know uh, you were blessed, just like I'm I was. Sure. Absolutely. Let's close in prayer for well, Marcus. Does he have, does Marcus, do you have anything that you'd like to uh, promote? Um, well, I got a couple of books coming out and things like that, but, you know, God brings the promotion. So if, if anybody wants to follow or they're interested, they just type my name, Marcus Rousey's on Facebook, and, you know, I post everything on there. Uh-huh. Yes, he does. <laughs> you can uh, find anything <laughs> about him. So I'm going to get a book, that's for sure. Absolutely. You bet you. Yeah. You well, bet you. You know, if anybody's looking for some encouragement, following his Facebook feed, you would really get a lot of encouragement. He has so many posts on there and videos on there. And, you know, they're so <laughs> on point. Um, you know, he really has the Lord's anointing. And um, I would encourage you that if you're seeking some, um, you know, some wisdom, um, and you're in the Word of God, and you just need to hear a fellow brother in Christ, um, you know, give him a listen. Um, because I've, I've found it incredibly encouraging. And I would definitely like to pray for him right now. Cause yeah, I let's know do he's it. Been, a lot, been through a lot. Yeah, let's do it. Heavenly Father, we just come before you again, and we lift up... Uh, our brother Marcus to you and Lord he is he is your son there is no doubt Lord he fights for you and he loves you and he puts you first in everything Lord I know that you will honor this Lord in his life in the life of his family Lord father I just ask for your will in his life I ask that you protect him and his family Lord I ask that you um, would bless him with joy and happiness and his family too, Lord. Father, you know what you have planned for him, and we just pray that you open up the doors and you lead him right through them, Lord, and that uh, every attack from the enemy would be thwarted and would be unsuccessful, Lord, that it would just slip off of him like water off a duck's back and um, Lord we just trust you with this and we ask for favor upon him and we ask that when when people listen that they really hear what you're trying to say through him Lord for he is your vessel and we just thank you Lord we thank you it's in Jesus name we pray amen 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 Amen. Marcus, if you'll stay on with us for just a minute, and then uh, we're going to wrap up. But, uh, man, what a show. It, it was. It was great. I was those, blessed. Some ones out there are going to be. I know it. I've been uh, steady busy over here with uh, the chat board on Mixler. And, uh, Marcus, there's a uh, bunch of people that are reaching out saying, God bless you. And and uh, they were touched by your story. and um. It's just fantastic. So there's people already being touched. (laughs) Amen. Well, thanks for hanging out with us for about 50 minutes with us. And uh, man, what a great show. Session 119. Session 119. All right. Well, take care. Have a great week. That wraps it up for Session 119. I'm Fred. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless.
used to be a coward, I will never be devoured I'm standing on Jesus' name and he giving me so much power The devil coming for my soul like every single hour But I continue to glow, I continue to grow The spirit like that mushroom and I'm Super Mario And I will never back down, that's just all that I know Souls are dying every day so I refuse to move slow Gotta shout it from the mountain, let the whole world know Jesus is coming soon, he already on the road And he washed away my sins and they white like snow Seen that white light glow as my soul died slow But he reached down with his hands so I gave him control Broke me down to my lowest level Now I'm out here fighting off mad devils No matter what, like a light switch I keep pushing on, sitting on the boat with Jesus Saying peace to my storm, come on This is the day that the Lord has made Stand up, be bold, feel that fire, be brave You know he is worthy, so give him a praise You have no match, Lord, just set me ablaze This is my moment, my moment to shine This is my moment, I lift him on high This is my moment, this moment to shine Hand, he will never drop me Like we playing tag in the park I know he got me You say I won't overcome like a TV Just sit back and watch me I've ascended to your Yao Ming And you still couldn't block me If you work for UPS You still couldn't box me in Got open doors None can shut and lock me in Swagger Jack and it's okay Keep copying Cause I copy him And I'm dead to sin Highlight of my life ESP And too, too many to fit In my top 10 I give him all the worship That will never end I live my life Not just my hands never ashamed in front of all of my friends i live it in front and outside of the camera lens this journey been hard but i do it again let's go this is the day that the lord has made stand up be bold feel that fire be brave you know he is worthy so give him my praise you have no match lord just set me ablaze this is my moment my moment to shine this is my moment i lift him on high Like every day, every serving day. up drinks on Beyonce. I got that lemonade. lemonade. When the devil bring the heat, I'm always quick to throw the shade. Like remember when you took the L, Jesus conquered death in the grave. Devil acting up, you need to behave. My team bring the heat, ain't leaving like I'm D-Wade. No barbershop, but you can always get a quick fade. Jesus said my soul and yes, your boy is feeling so great. He loved me first, so I always reciprocate. He asked for volunteers, so I participate. Your boy was dead and gone, but he resuscitates. Mine's in my life, man, the Lord just obliterates. I stay fasted so my flesh just the my carnal man, I am trying to eliminate Been together a long time, it's like a limit day Greatest he was in me, so devil, you can't intimidate This is the day that the Lord has made Stand up, be bold, feel that fire, be brave You know he is worthy, so give him a praise You have no match, Lord, just set me 